Hey mates, just wanted to drop a line to say thank you so much for your continued support of my podcast. I really appreciate it. If you have any ideas about anyone I can interview or if you have any questions for potential interviewees, uh, feel free to drop me a line on my Instagram or through the website. Um, But I also wanted to get in touch to say I want to reach a larger audience and you guys can help with that by rating uh, my podcast, subscribing to it, leaving reviews, comments, anything like that uh, gives me uh, more of that algorithm nonsense that helps me reach a larger audience. Uh, My guest this week is Michaela Powell, uh, the Swing On School of Rock currently playing in Melbourne. Uh, So listen on ahead to hear about her story so far. Hey mates, welcome to another episode of Hughes Interviews. I have with me today Michaela Powell, who's currently in School of Rock. Welcome, Michaela. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thanks for having me and letting me meet your little kitties. Oh yes, so they'll be around for the whole interview, <laughs> trying to take over. Well, we can't let them. This no, is about you, no. Not them. Um, well, uh, Michaela is, uh, I guess a word for it is a super swing. She's uh, basically <laughs> incredible at covering a, a whole heap of tracks and we'll get into that in a minute, but I guess we should go back to where it all started. And uh, back in Geelong, when what got back you into... In, back in G-Town. Yeah, the, the old G-Town. What got you into <laughs> acting and um, singing and dancing? Uh, and look, it's it's that cliche kind of thing, but I think, you know, I kind of came out wanting to sing and dance and <laughs> act. And um, as a kid, I was really obsessed with stories and, and storytelling and um, also music. So music theater was kind of the perfect combination. combination. Yeah. Um, you know, I was always, even as a tiny, tiny little kid, like in the center of the room, either telling a story or singing. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a perfect little marriage and mm. discovered, you know, the old classics. So like Mary Poppins and Santa music and, and Oliver and kind of grew up watching those in Disney as well. I loved, I loved Disney. Mm. Um, yeah. And Geelong, Geelong's a really wonderful, wonderful town. Um, and the opportunities there, particularly for theatre, are, are, are huge. Mm, um, you even, seem to have produced a whole heap. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even even in School of Rock at the moment, there's four of us that have come from Geelong. Um, and it kind of just seems to keep growing and growing and, and the opportunities there are, you know, just becoming better. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's, a really, it's a really great town for that. Um, so I kind of from a really young age just fell into that community and you know grew up performing with you know some really incredible incredible people who have gone on to have careers in the industry as well um yeah that's yeah yeah so I'm guessing your parents would have realized your yes your adeptness at it yes did they push you into any classes yeah so I I started you know acting classes and singing classes um from quite a young age. I was a late, late bloomer with dancing. Um, Join the club. <laughs> yes. Yes. As most of us kind of are, I think. Um, but you know, I, I, I loved acting and I, and I loved singing and then was kind of like, look, I probably should sort that whole dancing thing out. 
um, that, you know, as most of us do as well, you have a kind of natural musicality and so you, you can, you can get away with moving. Strong moving. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, mum and dad, you know, joke that, you know, they, I was constantly on top of a coffee table, you know, performing often funny enough, male roles. So I loved doing Gavroche or doing Dodger from Oliver and they've got videos of me, you know, the whole family comes over for Christmas and I do a, you know, one man version of Oliver for everybody. So they were like, let's just hone this in a little bit and send her off to classes. Great. Um, so then I'm guessing you performed all through high school and yeah. all that. Do you have any memorable shows or performances? Um, yeah, I did. Um, when I was 16, I think I was 16 or 17, I did, um, a production of West Side Story. Um, which was where I first met the wonderful Martin Croft, um, who went on to be one of our lecturers at, at VCA. Um, but also in that show, uh, people like Lyndon Watts, Jack O'Reilly, uh, Caleb Vines, there was, you know, quite, quite a lot of us that grew up together. And that was, you know, a really memorable show because it was kind of, you know, the transition for us, I guess, into, you know, us deciding, um, that we wanted to make this into a career and it wasn't just a hobby anymore and that show was kind of the turning point I think for a lot of us so yeah that one that one probably stands out the most yeah really special right <laughs> and then I'm guessing through that connection with Martin Croft uh is that how you found out about BCA and yeah so um, Martin at the time there was um The Bachelor was running mm. um is this when it had been temporarily cancelled correct so the year that i graduated high school the course wasn't running at all at vca um and i you know everyone's kind of like you know you always pick a school that you really want to go to when you really kind of aim for that and i was really gunning on vca um and it wasn't there <laughs> um so i kind of had to you know decide um you know, what I wanted to do. And for some reason, I didn't audition for any school that year. So straight out of high school, I, I think I was so set on VCA and so heartbroken that it wasn't a thing that I was like, well, if I can't have that, then I'm not going to have any of them. <laughs> so I went to uh, university, I went to Melbourne uni and started doing a psychology degree mm -hmm. and lasted probably about half a year and was like, this is not for me. What am I thinking? Uh, so then spent, you know, the rest of the year preparing for WAPA and NIDA and, uh, towards the end of the year, they announced that the course would be back up and running again at VCA. So obviously I was thrilled, mm. um, and auditioned for VCA and yeah. Got back in. Got back in. There yeah. <laughs> well, and you were a part of the, the first class to come back since the cancellation yes so uh it was a lonely year level for you just it, you guys it for the first was time yeah so for first year it was it was just us um and there was the foundation course that was running at the time as well but you know we kind of didn't have the older years to look up to and you know kind of ask questions we were very much mm. you know on our own and and somewhat the guinea pigs because you know they were trying to build this course back up again and, and get it up and running and we kind of just were thrown everywhere in the best possible way like it mm. was so exciting because everything was was so new and um we kind of got to experience all of that and then 
you guys joined us. And then we did. <laughs> um, but because uh, I guess you, the, the, you touched on it, but the guinea pig uh, kind of aspect of it, um, there was a lot of learning on the go for not only you guys, but the, the teachers. And yeah. that probably created a bit more of a collaboration kind of vibe and feel amongst yeah. you guys. Was that a great experience? Yeah, I mean, it really was. We, we relied on them as much as they relied on us and I and I think in the end we kind of taught them as much as <laughs> they taught us and you know even looking at your year level which was the year level below mine like so many things changed and I think it was in response to how we you know found the course and what was working and and what wasn't and so it really was this wonderful collaboration and it never kind of felt like they were our teachers and they mm. you know were in charge it was very much a open dialogue from the start and yeah which is which is really cool and really exciting and I think you know that's one of the things that I really love about VCA and it's still kind of there today is that there is just this open kind of forum and yes it's a university but it's you know it's it's a lot more than that Mm. it is it is a collaboration and it is you know a massive team effort and discovery yeah Great. And so amongst your first year, you had a few incredible masterclasses. Yes. Would you like to touch on some of the Yeah, I, yeah. And I think, you know, that's also what I loved about VCA was, you know, we're right in, you know, where the uni is situated, right in the hub of Melbourne theatre. So we, you know, had access to some incredible people. Um, so we had, gosh, in first year, we had Ben Vereen come over. We had Nancy Hayes. Uh, Eddie Reg, Perfect. Eddie Perfect, yes. Reg Livermore. There were, yeah, we had Kristen Chenoweth at one point. Oh, yeah, that was in second, second year, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was incredible. It was amazing. Tiny. Um, tiny, <laughs> tiny little human. Um, but yeah, like it was just, it was just constant, and to be able to be in, you know, rooms with those people and ask them questions and, and just have that time was really, really cool and mm. yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah. Great. Well, so you, you graduated VCA, you mm-hmm. did a few shows like Little Abner. Yes, Little Abner. Um, <laughs> you got, you, you, what was the thing you guys did every just about every Western or I know, cowboy I, musical? <laughs> Jenny Little and I, who's also in School of Rock, were joking about the other day. I was like, I just automatically when I go to do an American accent, I, I go to do Southern because <laughs> every single show we did was Oklahoma, Oklahoma Little Abner, um, yeah, we just, we loved the country. We loved the outback. We loved just, yeah. Oh, and then you guys did the, the Australian outback one as well. Oh, we, yeah, you? we did Summer Rain in Summer second rain. year too. Yeah, we were at, yeah, the dry places, all the dry, yeah, places. All the dry places. We covered them all. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you graduated from VCA and then your first major professional show is one of the all-time greats, Les Mis. Yeah. The, the tour. So talk to me about getting that phone call, email, or how you found it. Yeah, that. I... It was, yeah, something I obviously never thought would happen. Um, The show had already been running while I was still at uni. Um, They cast it, I think, when I was at the start of second year. They originally cast that, um, the Australian tour. Um, So it's one of those things where you're kind of like, well, that ship sailed and Mm -hmm. and that's fine. Um, But, yeah, I graduated. And then maybe about two months after I graduated, um, a brief came out and they were doing some recasting for, you know, the second half of the Australian tour. Um, and yes, yeah, submitted it, not, not with high hopes, you know, it's, it's lame is, and you kind of are aware that every man and his dog's probably going to be beating down the door to, to get into the room. And, um, so I flew, I flew to Sydney, 
um, and auditioned and all up my audition was probably no longer than 15 or 20 minutes all up like it what was what did you have to prepare for um, so I did I did Lovely Ladies <laughs> um, and then I also just had to prepare another music theatre song I can't even remember what I sung um, but it was at the start of the Sydney season so all of the creatives were over from the UK, so, you know, um, directors Lawrence Connor and James Powell and um, our associate music director Stephen Brooker, like, they were all there and I just remember walking into the room and, you know, 13 of them sitting on a desk and it was probably my second, you know, major commercial musical audition and it was just utterly terrifying. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, so auditioned and flew home and kind of didn't really think much about it. Um, and then a month or two later, got a phone call and, yeah, I booked it. You booked it. <laughs> booked it. <laughs> so you went in as the female swing. Correct. So, uh, not everyone might know what a swing is. <laughs> well, I didn't. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember um, my agent on the phone was like, you've been cast as a swing. And I maybe... You know, at uni we don't really learn a lot about swinging mm. and you slightly know, do understudy. Yeah, you learn, you learn. Yeah, understudying, yes, but swinging, no. And I was kind of trying to rack my brain as to moments I'd heard of swinging or people I knew who had swung. And I remember the first time I saw Fiddler on the Roof, which was not the recent production, but years and years and years ago, probably when I was about thirteen or fourteen, I was reading. Um, the program when I got home and there were these people in the program and they were called swings. Mm. In my mind, I was like, I don't remember there being swing dancing in Fiddler on the Roof. That's so odd. <laughs> um, and then heard the term again. Um, one of our dance teachers was talking about how he swung on Saturday Night Fever. Um, but other than that, yeah, I kind of really didn't know much about it. <laughs> Um, so I remember saying to my agent on the phone, I was like, that's really great. So what, what is a swing? <laughs> and he was like, you will cover, um, the entire female ensemble, which was, uh, eight tracks. Um, and he's like, and at this stage, there's going to be a two week rehearsal period where you will learn those in. So I was terrified. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, not only, was it, you know, my first gig out of uni. Um, I was joining a company who had already been together for, you know, a year and a bit. Um, I had no idea how to swing. I had no idea if I'd be any good at it. I didn't even know kind of where to begin. I was packing up my life and, and moving to Sydney and, you know, leaving my partner and my family. And yeah, it was really intense. <laughs> um, but got there and had um, a really, really wonderful dance captain, um, beautiful friend, Liam McElwain, um, who was very kind and very, very generous in, in that two weeks. But um, yeah, it was, it was kind of a real whirlwind of a rehearsal process. Um, during the day, they taught me, so they taught me one track and then we would do that during the day. And then at nighttime, I would go into the audience and take, you know, a notebook and pen and try and learn the rest of the tracks by, by watching them. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Um, 
And so at the two week mark, I did my first performance in the track that I'd been rehearsed in. Mm. Um, and the next day I was put on for a track that I hadn't rehearsed. And that evening I split tracked, which um, basically means that there were more people off in the show than we had covers. <laughs> yeah. So I was mashing together a whole bunch of tracks that I didn't even know on their own and doing that. Yeah. So it was definitely baptism by fire. Yeah. A lot of fire. That sounds intense. Yes. Crazy. Crazy. Well, you did it. You didn't get fired. I survived. So. <laughs> I survived. I, no one died. No one died. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I like mean people, show, people, people, yeah, lots of people died, dying, but, yeah. but not because of me. Thank God. Yeah. There yeah. wasn't an actual runaway card, luckily. Yes, yes, and that wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, yes. So uh, you, you mentioned earlier you were leaving everything you knew behind and yeah. going on tour with it. Now, can you talk to me a bit about <coughs> tour life? It's something that's not often discussed and it's a huge aspect of it. Yeah. Um, tour life, I, I think, you know, everyone... <laughs> just laughing at my cat who's just hoeing into her dinner so <laughs> loudly. <laughs> Little piggy. <laughs> Um, yeah, tour life, tour life's really interesting. Because mm. um, it wasn't just around Australia, you went No, yeah, we went internationally as well. Um, and to countries where the primary language isn't English. Correct, correct. Um, you know, but even, even going to Sydney was a really interesting experience. Um, and I, I will probably talk about this a little bit more as well, but swinging, you know, in itself has quite a few challenges in terms of um, just your position within a, in a company and mm. how much interaction you actually have with people. Um, and I moved to Sydney and didn't really know anybody in Sydney. I don't have family in Sydney. All my family are Victorian based. Um, and it would kind of get to the weekend and wouldn't really know what to do. Um, which yeah, was, was quite bizarre. Um, you know, you go, you go to work and you spend all this time with people and then they go home to their lives and you kind of go back to your, you know, one bedroom apartment in company accommodation, which is quite sterile and, and not homey at all and mm. kind of try and get through the next couple of days. Binge watch as much. <laughs> There's a lot of Netflix that happens on tour. A lot of Netflix. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did see a lot of Sydney as well, but a lot of Netflix. <laughs> and then, you know, the challenges kind of just get greater and bigger the further you move away mm. from home and, and like you said when you kind of move to another country where the primary language is in English um you know going out by yourself is unsafe mm. um so yeah that in itself is quite quite challenging mm. too but you find that once you do move away from um home and you you do go overseas the company bond gets mm. you know tighter because we all kind of need each other and need each other to be our families as, as much as the next person. So, yeah. Hmm. I guess you get to explore other parts of the world too. <laughs> yeah, and the countries that we went to with Miz, so we did the Philippines, Singapore. Um, we got to rehearse in London for um, a month, which was amazing. Um, and then we went to Dubai. But a lot of those countries, probably bar London, I wouldn't go to they're not kind of on my list of places that I would you know book a plane ticket and, and go to um so it was really exciting to kind of go to these places and, and explore and see and 
tick them off a list I didn't you know that they weren't really a part of but um yeah it's it's really exciting to kind of and also to see how different cultures receive what we're doing mm. as well I mean Lame is is you know ma a massive show and you know worldwide is quite well known and the response from country to country was so different so so different for the same piece of theatre which was really cool and really exciting yeah mm. like well, what's an example then London? Um, um you know audiences audiences are different everywhere you go I mean yeah. if you've been to London and you've been to New York you'll, you'll notice that the audiences are quite different as well um the Philippines they love theatre they mm. love it um you know they have Leia Salonga who comes from there and um Rachel Ango who was actually in Miss our, yes oh. yes yes and she's doing Hamilton at the moment but she was in our tour when we went she was playing Fontaine oh wow so the reset it was like a rock concert some nights you know she'd come out for I dreamed a dream and people would absolutely lose their mind and it was crazy and then when we got to Dubai there we opened their opera house um so their main kind of theater venue so they weren't used to having theater particularly musicals and mm. so sometimes you'd get to the end of these epic like numbers like the end of you know Act one is one day more and, and no one would clap. <laughs> and you'd no. kind of be like, were we that awful? Oh my no. God. They just weren't trained. Yes, but that, Should you know. Should have had some plans. Totally, <laughs> totally. We needed to hire some people just to put in the audience to be like, this is where you clap for now. But um, yeah, it was yeah crazy. The differences between particularly those two countries was massive. Yeah. It's madness. I love it. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so that lame is that was that was a sizable chunk of your performing life so far. Yes. And then the next <coughs> major one uh, probably couldn't be any more different. It could not be more different. School of if Rock. If it tried. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So 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 you went from lame is you you, uh, you know there's a little bit of time in between. Can you talk a little bit about how you stay motivated and how you stay yeah um, you know into it all when you've got a break in between major yeah, contracts totally. i mean it's it's something that a lot of people don't generally talk about because it, it's so hard um and we we all experience it it's just the nature of the industry not um, everyone goes from contract to contract yeah yeah it's it's very very rare but um you know kind of when you look around and you look at your friends all you see when you're not working is people that are working and it's not necessarily the case. Um, and it, you know, it was really, it was really hard. I came home from, you know, doing this incredible show and, and touring the world and meeting some amazing people and really kind of finding who I was as a performer. And then it all just stops really, really suddenly as quickly as it kind of begins. It, it's all just kind of taken away. And, um, all this work you've done and all these relationships you've built, you know, just vanish essentially. And you kind of left it at square one again. Um, and yeah, I had a really, I had a really interesting year. I came home and, and couldn't, couldn't book anything. Mm. I, you know, was even throwing myself in for extra work, unpaid work. Um, and I just couldn't book a single thing, which was really difficult and really heartbreaking because I just had a taste of mm. what it felt like to kind of do it. And then it was, yeah, there, there was mm. just nothing. And you know, you can do it. You've proved you well, can do it. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's the thing. And I, you know, I was going into auditions and was feeling great, but just like, yeah, just couldn't, 
couldn't book anything. Um, and, you know, in terms of staying motivated, I think, you know, the lows, the lows are really low mm. and you really feel them and it's really quite hard to get through. But I think what kind of motivates me to keep going is that when you have those highs and they're very rare and they're very few and far between, but they're so high mm. and they're so much higher than those lows. Um, and so you kind of keep pushing through and, and doing it in hope that you will get that high again, which, you know, it kind of makes it sound like a drug, but, <laughs> but, but, but is, it, it is, it is. You just get addicted to that, to that feeling. And, um, yeah, you kind of keep going because of, because of that. Um, so I, yeah. And then school of rock came around and I had seen the show in New York, uh, during, in between, I think, two cities that we did with Les Mis. Um, and I, I loved the show. I really, really loved it. Um, but kind of, you know, hadn't really thought about it since and, and knew it was coming to Australia. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's completely different to Les Mis and I wasn't quite sure what world I really belonged in. Mm. Um, and went in for my audition and it it just felt comfy and it felt right, which was a feeling that I hadn't had in the year between, between these two gigs, you know, everything. It's like, yeah, that was a good audition, but yeah, there was just something about the show and, mm. and the material that I was like, no, this is, this is a good fit. And I, I feel like it's, it's a good show for me. Um, yeah. And then, was cast in School of Rock. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so you're a few weeks in now. How's it all, how's it all tracking it's, along? Yes, it's, it's huge. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's massive. So we have 36 kids in the show. Um, we have 12 on stage every single night, but um, they alternate teams. Mm -hmm. um, and part of my job, so I'm also swinging on School of Rock as well. Um, but I'm also one of the dance captains on the show as well, um, which is just a whole other, whole other story and <laughs> whole other job. And, um, but part of my job is, you know, maintaining these kids and the work that they're doing. Um, so, you know, lame is I went from having to know eight tracks, mm. which I covered directly to coming into school of rock where, I have to know about, I think it's 26 tracks. Oh, my word. Yeah, and 12 of those are kids, mm. which is crazy. Um, and working with kids is so unpredictable <laughs> and so <laughs> exciting. And, you know, we're very lucky that the kids that we have are phenomenal. Mm. I mean, I feel like a bit of a fraud sometimes, you know, going in and kind of working with them because... You know, they all sing, dance, act, and they play instruments, which is, yeah, my self-esteem took a madness. massive beating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they're really, they're really, really incredible. And, you know, mm -hmm. the audiences are receiving it, you know, really well. Um, which, yeah, but that's, that's probably the most exciting thing about the show is that the kids do play their instruments live 
And I remember the first time we were in rehearsals and, and I saw them and I just kind of was so overwhelmed. I started crying <coughs> and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a crier. Like I can, I can hold it together. All right. And there was just something <laughs> so incredibly special about seeing this tiny little nine-year-old pick up this gigantic guitar that was bigger than him when you turned it, you know, vertically mm. and absolutely shredding it. Um, but also seeing who they were as people when they picked up these instruments, which was, you know, really cool because I mean, in any sort of rehearsal process, people are trying to find their character and understand the work and the kids are no different, but you could just tell when they felt comfortable when they picked up their instruments, which was, yeah, amazing, mm. really amazing. And, you know, we have been open for a month and a bit now and seeing as well the transformation of these these children as they discover these roles more and kind of become more comfy and and understand what it means to do eight shows a week or however many they do a week is yeah really really amazing it's it's such a rewarding job and position to be in that I kind of get to see that and, mm. and work with these you almost facilitated a bit yeah yeah it's yeah it's really really special um and the adult company in the show uh you know, insanely talented as well. Brent Hill um, and Joe Kosky, both are insane as Dewey and both completely different, which I think is, you know, also what keeps the show really, really exciting that, you know, every day we have a different combination of Deweys and kids and it's it's really special, but they are both, it is a huge role. Mm. It is massive. Um, they are running around nonstop. It's a massive scene. They're jumping off tables and desks and throwing themselves everywhere. And both of them also play live. They both play guitar live. You um, get that Jack Black energy. Totally. Like, it's manic. It is just crazy. And, and Dewey is just constantly on. And um, they're both incredible. And they do it all in, you know, woolen sweater vests, which is... Yeah. Not what you want to be doing. Not what you want to be doing it in, but yeah, they're both amazing. Yeah, really, really great. Amazing. I think that's all we have time for. Um, thank you so much. You're Michaela. so welcome. That was uh, really, I really appreciated how open and honest you were, especially about how tough the industry can be. Um, if you want to catch her in School of Rock, you're gonna to have to try your luck. <laughs> she doesn't know which she's gonna be on. No. Uh, but it'll be on at which theatre again? Uh, Her Majesty's. Her Majesty's. I thought so. Thought I'd better check just in case. Uh, until mid Feb. Uh, so get along and see it. Support the Australian musical theatre industry and uh, check in next time, guys. Make sure you like, subscribe, leave a comment, give me a rating. All of that stuff helps me reach a wider audience. Uh, and. Yeah, thanks for coming on once again. You're so welcome. <laughs>